Welcome, everybody, to another awesome episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. A true servant, and I can say now a friend, and she's doing some incredible stuff in business. I want to welcome Lisa to the show. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. And let's start in the beginning. Uh, what got Lisa to become a success coach? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a long time in coming. Um, I spent 26 years in the corporate retail sector and I reached burnout in 2005 and exited that industry. And for any viewers who have ever reached burnout or are near burnout, um, it's not a place you want to be. I'm sure you can relate to that. You know, in my case, I was overweight. I had a, a lot of health problems, yeah. um, challenges, you know, communication. It was just, it was a really, really difficult uh, time in my life. So I chose to just exit a long-term career really without a strategy which caused significant financial hardship for many years. So I share that because that took me on a totally different trajectory. And when I left the corporate sector, I started my personal wellness journey. I lost 65 pounds and then I started health and wellness coaching and, you know, helped thousands of people over the period of over 11 years, uh, help them lose weight, develop, you know, healthy habits. And then during COVID, you know, people were coming to me saying, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I just, you know, obviously weight gain could be a part of that too, but they just, they felt lost. So I ended up just really starting my own company at that point and incorporating mental fitness, which I'm completing my certification for right now. So kind of came, you know, full circle yeah. after Gosh, 26 years in the retail sector. So that's kind of where I landed. Well, the personal struggle is always the toughest. I mean, the outward struggles are tough. How do you think you overcame it? A lot of self-development and yeah. reflection. And I, I believe everybody at some point in time should have a coach or a mentor or a therapist yeah. <laughs> um, because they can really they can really help um, help you get through mental blocks that you may not even know that you're aware of. I mean, for the longest time when I was going through an in-depth like life coaching course, I had this huge fear of success, which I had no idea. I didn't even realize that. But I really did. And it took somebody who was skilled in that capacity to, to tell me, you know, you're afraid of being successful. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Why would I be? Well, because of this, this and this and your actions, you know, are, are leading you to that. So it, it's just very eye opening. It's a lot of people dealt with. I've talked to a lot of people that are afraid of success. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I make a hundred thousand this year. I'm making 20. What do I, you know? Yeah, you're right. And everybody needs a coach therapist. And, and that's what I love what you do. And I love success coach. <laughs> so I want to start with what's your definition of success? Cause that's a very general term, which is okay. Right. What, what's well, your definition? Good question. So it's very different for everybody, you know, and mm -hmm. often it includes, financial, you know, for a lot of people, but it's really when your whole life is in alignment with, you know, your passions, your strengths, your values, they're all in alignment and you're really living into your, your purpose and your God-given talents. And 
yes, financially, that's usually, like I said, a part of it as well, but it's, it's really just this peace and this ease and flow of, of where you are. And to me, that's when that's all in alignment, that is when you really lead a happy, fulfilled life. And when you feel success like that, how do you feel? Or how your Incredible. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, amazing. It's just, I'm not saying you don't have stress. Of course you can have stress, yeah. but it's, you respond differently and you look at challenges as, you know, learning opportunities and, oh, okay. So this is meant that I need to shift into something else or, you know, we're going a different path here. Okay. That's okay. You know, so learning how to, to pivot, I guess you could say yeah. um, gracefully and not let situations like that completely derail you. So. Pivots are great word, especially with COVID. Yes. The people that didn't pivot no longer in business. The people that did who have a coach like you were, were very successful. Tell me a story of success. One of your clients. One of my clients, uh, she had a really difficult time with self-esteem and she was very successful in her, in her job, but she just really had these negative, negative thoughts. And, we tried different ways of, of getting her to kind of shift her focus. And <laughs> I, I taught her how to go to a happy place. And I know this sounds kind of random sometimes, but I said, okay, I want you to imagine every time you start to spiral down this path, I want you to imagine that you're in your happy place. I don't know what that is, where it is. That's for you to decide but I want you to really sit in it and feel it and what emotions are coming up for you, you know, and notice how, if you're by the beach, you know, notice the breeze, notice the salt in the air, notice the birds flying, you know, the seagulls or, you know, whatever it is. And she started doing that. And when things would get stressful, she's like, yep, went to the beach a lot this week. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of funny, but you know, it's something very simple. And then, you know, I've helped a lot of clients with developing mental fitness, which is uh, kind of a whole different thing, but it, it's, it is really learning how to shut down those negative thought patterns that we have that cause us to react in certain ways. Yeah. Do you think so, your experience that we just discussed a little bit earlier has helped you be a better coach? Oh, Absolutely. Cause I can relate to what my clients are going through. Cause I've been there yeah. and you just feel like you've, you've slammed into a wall and you're like, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, I hear all the time people say, well, I'm just biding my time until retirement. Ugh, I hate to hear that because you might be dead by the time you reach retirement, if you don't do something. And I'm not saying that you make the choice that I did in a second's notice and just exit a long-term career because financially that's not the best thing to do unless you have plenty of resources mm -hmm. to offset that that expense but yeah you have to have some forethought and yeah. you know when you make when you allow yourself to get into that position you could end a marriage you could make a, a financial decision like invest in something that you really haven't done your research on um, or just exit a long-term career. And, you know, there needs to be forethought in that. Yeah. So. And, and I like that because I do believe experience is such a key. It, it, it's relatable. Let's go through, if I was one of your new clients, 
Mm-hmm. What's the onboarding journey like for the listeners? Anybody wants to jump in with you and, and be better, be a success? Well, that's a great question. So I have the capability because mental fitness is my foundation. I have the capability to enroll my clients in a six week intensive mental fitness course. And that's included, you know, if that's something that they wish to do, most of my clients opt to do that because they're like, wow, this is incredible. And it's very eye-opening. So they go through this intensive course and it's not a ton of hours. I mean, Mm. it's basically an hour and 15 minutes a week and they can break that into two to three minute segments. So it's not a ton of time and it really creates awareness of those negative thought patterns and how they drive behavior and impact communication, productivity, peace of mind. It's really, really eye-opening. I have, I had a client the other day. She's like, I wish I had known this when I was in high school because my life would have completely changed. But she just in some ways, almost obsessive compulsive. um, And she's highly productive, but she has caused so much angst in her life that could have been prevented. And now she's recognizing these things. So they can go through this six week course. And then after that, we can continue, you know, with one-to-one coaching. I also do group coaching as well, if that's something that's of interest, but a lot of my clients, they like, especially because of the subject matter, they like the one-to-one. So. No, I I love that because I used to run health clubs for 20 years in my family, Mm -hmm. fitness, Mm -hmm. and you're a health background, but your brain is a muscle and you're building it. Yes, no different than a right a fitness trainer. You're a mental trainer. Like, okay, I got yeah. six weeks. Here's our goal. You know, all that that you do, which is so wonderful. Um, very unique because you need to practice it. You can't do it once a month or once a year. No. Right. How much is your mental, your mindset tied to success? 100%. 100%. Wow. 100%. It, it's, I'm glad you asked me that question because I did a, for um, an organization, a big organization earlier in the year, a presentation on uh, a a winner's mindset. And it basically boiled down to, so pro athletes and, you know, Olympic medalists, how do they win? Well, yes, they do. They practice a lot, but bottom line is they have coaches and they develop this winner's mindset. And basically what that is, is a laser focused vision of what it's going to be like to win that medal, to, you know, win the, the trophy for the Super Bowl or, you know, whatever it is, they, they know, they can visualize the play or the sprint or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And it's, they tie it to an emotion. So they know what it's going to feel like. And it just becomes, they just replay that over and over and over in their minds so that that it becomes second nature. And basically how our brains work is what we think about constantly drives our belief system, which then impacts our behavior. So if we're constantly thinking of something positive, we're going to attract more 
you know, positivity, but negative. And I'm sure we can all relate to this at some point, you know, you get up one morning and you trip getting out of bed and you stub your toe or whatever. And then it seems like, oh gosh, then I get a flat tire on the way to work. And then, oh, I'm late for this. And then it's like, it compounds. Well, it compounds because all we're seeing is negativity and that's all we're focusing on instead of shifting and saying, okay, well, yeah, this it's a little challenging, but that's okay. Let's focus on something else. And, you know, when you can start to look at things in terms of, okay, what's the gift and opportunity in this situation, or, you know, what can I learn from this? Everything just completely shifts. You're a smart lady, Lisa. (laughs) Really smart (laughs) listeners. I'm saying that because think (laughs) about it. What you, what I'm hearing from you and I love is we focus on a negative, but if you woke up that morning and won the lottery, you looked at your lottery ticket, you won a lottery, you got the best cup of coffee you ever had. You got a phone call from a client you've been trying to get a hold. Those are three wins, but we don't talk about them like our three negatives. Stubbing our toe, coffee didn't work. We focus on that, right? <laughs> right. I, that's that's what I'm hearing from you. That's so powerful. It's so true. I mean, yeah. our brains. So we have over 70,000 thoughts a day and 80% of them are negative. That's just scientific fact. So it is really a wonder that we can get out of bed some mornings, you know, (laughs) I mean, seriously, and it's human nature to always focus on the negative. That's where our brains are kind of hardwired and we can shift that. We can flip that so that, you know, 20% of the time we're focusing on the negative, whereas 80%, you know, is focused on the positive or even less. And it just, it, it just involves recognizing when we're doing it and shifting, thinking of that negative thought, not as a, okay, I'm going to sit and, you know, stew on it for 20 minutes. Okay. It's, it's like an alert on my phone. Okay. Or a timer. It's time to shift. And that's all it is. It's like a warning signal. And then it's time to shift to something else. And I'm not saying, you know, it's always easy. We all have good days and bad days, but the more you practice it and you develop that muscle, it does get easier. And developing the muscle is a great point. And you're right. Yeah. We all have negative days, negative things mm-hmm. happen in our life. So if you're better at the positive, those bad days never turn to be as bad as they should be. Exactly. Exactly. So some value add, you said something that caught my ear about what you do. Now it's business that you work with. You help business people, correct? Mm-hmm. To grow. But here's the value you add and ask, t- uh, tell me if I'm wrong. You're helping them personally, their family life. Their, oh, absolutely. You know, with their friends, with their parents at school, these other relationships outside of work, this works everywhere, right? Oh, it does. Because one area bleeds into another, you know, to say, oh, my work life is totally separate. Baloney. I mean, you might be really good at setting boundaries, but you can't 100% shut off one area of your life, especially if that is where you're spending most of your time. It's going to bleed into it. Now, again, it goes back to setting quality boundaries, because if you start to recognize that it's bleeding too much, then it's like, okay, time to really reinforce that boundary. But unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. But Yeah. Mental fitness. It's when you are mentally fit, you have clear headed focus, which can apply to everything. You have better relationships because your communication is better. You have peace, you have calm and you're you're happy 
and your health. Yes. You have improved health. So, and that, that's huge. Sorry to interrupt Lisa. I'm getting fired up here because (laughs) I mean, you're going to spend money on Lisa listeners or whoever you're referring to her, but there's more to that. How would you like your whole world to be better? Mm Because some people, their family life's good and their business life sucks. They hate where they work. And then vice versa. They love where they work. Their wife doesn't like to know where they're working because they work too many hours, whatever that. So now you've got that balance thing like this, right? You can fix all that. Absolutely. And speaking of balance, use the word balance. So I talk about work-life balance a lot Mm -hmm. or, you know, personal, professional balance, however you want to look at it. And you can have a balanced life. Is it going to be perfectly in balance at all times? It won't. And that is the biggest misconception. And I, when I speak to this, I, I share that. I mean, you can't have a perfectly balanced life at all times. But again, you can recognize when things are starting to go too far in one direction, and then it's time to reset. So it's just awareness. Yeah. It's just awareness. It's not rocket science. Well, the awareness is the win too. To know yes. aware that you will get out of balance, but how do I get out of that? Like fixing it, fixing a golf swing. I don't know if you're a golfer, but it's watching something earlier, fixing your golf swing. You know, you fix it, it's going to solve everything else. And then if you go away from it again, here comes Lisa, the teacher, like, Steve, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Remember your mental health, you know, remember our mindset training. I love, love, love that because mindset's the whole world. It really Especially is. Especially after COVID. And it's been like that for hundreds of years. All these things happen. And at the time, March of 2023, the banking, you know, people are freaking out about my money and mm-hmm. you need to chill. <laughs> I know, right? You can't <laughs> control it. No. It's out of your control. No. And that's that's the thing is learning to, to focus on things that are within your control. And I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I'm, I'm yeah. far from perfect. You know, it's real easy to go down that path. But again, it's when you recognize that you're doing it. It's like, okay, shut that down and shift your focus. Pivot like you used earlier. Yes, pivot. Well, you've given us some huge nuggets, but <laughs> there's a lot of nuggets in your book. Let's talk about yes. that awesome book you have. Yes, my book here. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yes, From Burnout to Best Life. So I wrote this book during covid and what was interesting is I, I love to write and I've always enjoyed writing. I took creative writing in college, but I never thought it would turn into a book. But during COVID, I started blogging and I was spending a lot of time on, on you know, virtual networking. And as my following on LinkedIn was growing, you know, that people were starting to kind of become aware of my blogging. And I was just, strangely enough, connecting with people in the publishing world. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people said, you have a lot of really good content out here. You should be writing a book. And, you know, you hear that the first couple of times you're like, Oh, thanks. That's yeah. so nice of you, you know? And then as I kept hearing it, I'm like, huh, okay, maybe, maybe there is something to that. So I kind of put out little feelers to, you know, closer friends, family. And they're like, yes, you definitely should write a book. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Cause I believe there things happen for a reason. So I said, okay, I'm going to write a book. Had no idea how I was going to do it because <laughs> I had never written a book before. So I started vetting a lot of different, um, types of publishers. I knew that I wanted to retain the right to my book. So I ended up going with a great hybrid hybrid publisher, Susan Friedman, who you know now, she's awesome. But 
anyways, it's the book overall, it, it shares my story of moving past burnout to a happy, healthy, fulfilled life and with practical tips that you can implement. Now, not everybody is going to resonate probably with every single aspect of the book. And that's okay. It's divided into sections. So there's the first part of it that really helps you create that laser focused vision. So you can create that winner's mindset, how to create goals that stick habits, you know, that kind of thing. And then it goes into a huge mindset uh, portion. And then there are also um, pieces that talk about, you know, what you put in your body, how you move your body. So it's really like a holistic approach to health and wellness. So at the end of each chapter, there are reflection questions and they're meant to identify pain points in your life. So this is where the reader can zero in and say, okay, so this isn't really an area that's a challenge for me, but, oh yes, I really need to do some work here. So it's really to give them a clear understanding of their pain points and what they need to do to create positive change. I love it. I love the word burnout. It's yep. out there a lot. It should be, it's a, it's a negative word, but it's a negative word you want to stay away from. And that leads to male health and success. You're not successful when you're burning out. That's no. everybody out there knows that. And we just need to reiterate that. Absolutely. Um, and, and, so when you wrote the book, it sounds like you got a lot of tools in there. If I read, when I read the book, I'm going to get some tools to help me before mm-hmm. I call you to get even more, me further. Yes. Yes. There are a lot of practical tips and, and that's what I wanted from this book. You know, I've been getting a lot of really great feedback. Um, I've got all five-star reviews on Amazon, so I'm really happy about that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not claiming that it's perfect for everybody and that's okay. But they are tips that are very easy to implement. Should you want to do the work? That's the thing. Yeah. And I love that phrase on my little side note when people, it's not for everybody. And that's true because we don't need everybody. No. If there's 350 million people in the United States and half a percent bought your book, that's, I think, 30,000 people or a crazy <laughs> number. You'd be like, Oh, I think my book's doing quite well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I love hearing that because yeah. when you focus on, I need to everybody you're you won't succeed. No, right? no. Yeah. And I don't, that's, that's how I claim to be for my coaching too. Yeah. I mean, there are people that I talk to and I'll just put it out there. I'll just say, you know, I'm not the right person for you. But let me try to find you some somebody. And I usually can refer the right person to them or at least move them in the right direction. You know, because I, I, I know I'm not the perfect person for everybody, but I think I am good at what I do. And if the person is wanting to do the work, then they will be successful. Well, that's doing business with a servant's heart. Exactly. <laughs> Me or nothing is never going to work. It'll work temporarily, no. but it doesn't help the world. No. Um, let's do a shout out. How can they connect with you? So the easiest way for people to connect with me is go to my website and it's real easy. You can see my name there, lisahammett.com. So you'll hear more about my story. There is um, a page that talks about the book. I'm also a motivational speaker. So you can see like links to my TEDx and other presentations that I have given. And there's other resources, including you can book a call with me. 
if you would like, or you can email me or you can sign up to receive my monthly blog posts. So there's all sorts of options. A lot of content. That's why Lisa's <laughs> on this show because she's given, given, given. And I'm going to put a challenge out there. It's my new thing in my podcast. I want you to buy the book and I want you to read it. And I want you to reach out to Lisa and give her your two cents, give her feedback what yes. you liked and what you disliked. And I want people to connect with her because you could tell Lisa knows what the heck she's doing. And it's <laughs> so powerful what she's doing. Mindset is a is the new frontier. I think we need to delve into that more and more like you're doing. So I thank you for being thank on the you. show. Well, I Again, appreciate you. This could be going forever, but yeah. God doesn't give us forever. <laughs> he gives us 20, 25 minutes. Well, exactly. kind of here. But before we leave, I would love for you to give my audience a tip that they could take and help them in their journey. Okay. So I've been thinking about this. So let's um, do a quick little mental fitness tip. Now this is just very, very quick, but it'll give you kind of an understanding of how I work with my clients. So when you're developing mental fitness, again, it's to quiet those negative emotions that bubble up from your left brain. And to do that, we do these little micro meditations and basically what we do is we focus on something, one of our senses for like 10 to 15 seconds. It's not for a long period of time. So I'm just going to pick, um, let's rub two fingers together. Okay. So I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but what you're doing is you're just focusing on this. And I want you to feel like the fingertip ridges on your fingers Are your fingertips dry. Are they smooth? You know, what's the temperature of your fingertips? If people are like, that's weird, then touch something. Like I have a mug here, you know, feel, feel the, the mug, whatever it is, you know, what's the temperature, what's the, the texture of it, that kind of thing. And it's really like equating, um, imagine that you have a big whiteboard in front of you and on that whiteboard, that dry erase board, there's just a bunch of black scribbles all over it. And those black scribbles equate to all that negative garbage that rotates circulates in your brain so each time that you're doing one of these or touching this or you could focus on something that you can hear you're taking an eraser and you're wiping some of those scribbles off the board so the more you do that before you know it you have a clean white board and it's in essence what it's doing it's scrubbing your brain is what it's doing so yeah so that's my tip and if you want to know more about that, there's a whole more in-depth part about that. But that's just a little taste of, of how you can kind of start to shift when you feel like you're hijacked in a situation and you're feeling really stressed. It's like focus on one of your senses for 10 to 15 seconds and you'll start to, one, you'll lower your blood pressure, but you'll just take the focus off of whatever is marinating in the left side of your brain. 